So Thick Nick was uh, from K through 12. You say Thick Nick? Thick Nick. <laughs> um, you know they called me TDN in high school, yeah. Thick Thick Nick? Uh, but no one ever saw my dick, so it was just we weird. Went, we went to high school together. <laughs> Maybe you bumped into someone. <laughs> was I might have started that rumor. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> Nick, 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 oh sweet. <laughs> I was putting in people's phones, like they say, what's your contact number? <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, that's bad. I'm just admitting a lot of stuff. Hey guys, welcome back to the Millennial Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Agnelli, here with my co-host, Peter Price. Yep. And Ryan Coda. Yeah. Welcome, What's up, boys? welcome. I'm stoked for this, man. Thank you guys for watching and listening and subscribing and, and everything that you guys have given us as far as your support and love has been amazing. To be able to give you guys a laugh or a, a words of wisdom or anything in between means a lot to us. So totally. um, thank you, thank you for watching. First hot take question today. It's been on my mind all day. I might have done some manscaping today, right? Where do you guys trim the pube area? This is not a Dollar Shave Club ad, by Yeah, way. no, it's not. Like, where do you... What's your pube line? Like, is it... Is it... Do you just do the pubic area or do you do your legs, too? Because if you have, like, hair on your legs, right? Your legs? Or your thighs, like upper thigh. Nothing crazy about that. Okay. Continue, continue. You know, like, yeah, I'm not like are, are you shaving your, your upper thigh area, too? Or do you just shave the triangle of love right here, you know, <laughs> and, leave, and leave everything else free? Because, um, you know, I've been in locker rooms before, and some guys do, like, the, the boxer brief area line, basically, you know. Do they? Yeah. I didn't know that. Because it's, it's... I'm not that hairy of well, a guy. Well, yeah, I it's, say, it's I'm different, not hairy It's different enough. for you versus me. Like, I'm a pretty hairy guy. Yeah, so right. I'll go into, like, the leg area a little bit. Okay, I don't think I'm hairy enough for that. My yeah, thigh hair hairy. is, like, blonde. So you're just a triangle of love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm even, like... I'm, like, a trim guy these days. Oh, I don't... Yeah, I don't go... I don't go I don't baby... I, yeah, anymore. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. go baby skin. No. Right, okay, okay. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I was exposing myself. No, 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 no. Right, I cool. think it's a lot of work to go soft as a baby's bum, you know, and yeah. you're in a... Joe doesn't even necessarily like it. She's always disappointed when I shave. Is that weird also? Oh. No, I think probably because, um... She likes all natural, caveman? Okay, I mean, nothing crazy, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I, yeah. I've never let it get out of hand, but, like... What's the longest stint you think you've, you've gone? Time-wise? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But Too to much? the point where, like, I feel like I could twist it into twisties, you know, what I'm talking <laughs> That's about? That's a long time. Okay. That's a minute, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's probably, like, with your face. Like, if you shave with your face on a razor, and yeah. then you wait, like, one or two days, it's pretty rough. Yeah, That's right. true. That's you know, true. JoJo probably doesn't like that, Pete. That's true. The sandpaper vibes? Yeah, it's probably not going to like the sandpaper. That right, right. True. I know. You, 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 go, you go, you shave your face to the skin, though, right? Well, no, this is actually a uh, trimmer also. Wow. Yeah. Damn, you get the nice trimmer. That's I've nice. had this one for years. It was like 40 bucks from Target. Wow. Good for you, Pete. Uh, well, we don't have a sponsor, so I won't even. <laughs> so you're a blend guy, Ryan. You like to go to kind of a, a fun area in the a middle. blend guy. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And there, you know. I'm trying, I don't really use much of a razor anymore. Yeah, just trimmer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep it simple. It's. Yeah, but I remember when I first started shaving my balls, it was it was with a razor. Yeah, those are risky times, too. Yes. You know what? I take it back. The, the trimmer is pretty risky around the... The ball area. Well, well we're experienced it now. Now, yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, my like, technique down for yeah. sure. But in the early days, that was uh, that was when accidents happened. That's such a good question too. Is when's the first time you shaved your pubes? Like how old? Probably my true answer is like before I needed to. 
Because I remember hearing that, like, I wanted them, you know, like, pre-puberty okay. times. yeah, that kind of makes sense. And I remember hearing, like, if you shave your peach fuzz, it'll, you know, grow back as real hair All sooner. Right. So I think I was, like, stealing my dad's razors and trying to shave. Like, your, his face razors? Well, no, like, I'd steal the razor and take it for myself. Like, the spare oh, okay, one. okay, okay. With okay. no handle on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be using the replacement blade, you know, with no handle. Are you committed? Yeah, I wanted, well, I was doing the whole face, too, you know? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so now this segues into another question that I'm just going off cuff. Do you guys use one razor for everything? Well, I guess we just established neither of us use razors for When I face. did, we, when... we will all probably use a razor for something, but, like, we, we have one. Yeah, I'm using it for, I'm not getting two. I just no, have one. I, agree. I don't really use yeah. it enough. It's like. Right. I remember a friend of mine in high school, I won't name him. But he had two razors. And Be- No, not this time. Dude. Good guess. Um, Just out. But he had two yeah, razors. Yeah, yeah. One for his pubes, one for his face, and okay. he wouldn't use both. I guess if you're shaving your pubes after, like, you just worked out and you're sweaty, it's kind of disgusting, but just don't. Do you like, ever yeah. shave your pubes not in the shower? Typically in the shower. Yeah, always in the shower. Yeah. Always in the shower. Or I'll right. hover over the toilet. The, the toilet. With a razor? That's messy. Yeah, with, a, with a trimmer. Like a, yeah, you know, that, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to get left. I've done that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The hover um, method. Crazy thought, though. And for you guys out there. Imagine like, if you had a bidet and you were doing the hover method. <laughs> okay, that's a thought, Pete. Um, I don't know what purpose it would serve, but it was just a thought. <laughs> it's spraying as you're cutting. Cleaning the Yeah, it's area. literally a circular motion. Yeah. Wow, we went down a rabbit hole there. Well, welcome to Millennial Mentality, guys. <laughs> um, Thanks for having welcome, me. Welcome, Curtis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the pube line is always a crazy question, uh, and I'm gonna throw another one at you, Ryan. Hot take: um, Are you a prenup guy? You get married tomorrow. Do you get a prenup? Yes or no? Probably not. It's not, a hard but, question, I mean, though, right? I don't know. Are you, that is a hard question. It's tough. Yeah, I almost. It? I mean, I understand like why you would get one. I don't know if I really need to get one. That's exactly what we said. Yeah, I think it's more I on the, the, why. the person. If you're if you're marrying somebody and you feel like you really need to get a prenup, should you really be marrying that person? Yeah. Probably that's what not. You. That's, that's what, what I said to you. Yeah. yeah. Like, why am I looking for a plan B when I haven't even started plan A yet? You know, like. But to play devil's advocate, my uh, answer was: if you're so confident in the marriage, then it should sort of not be a big deal to just sign the prenup. You know, if yeah. you're never going to break up with me, I'm never going to break up with you. Let's just sign the paper, and we know we have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I, which matter. I also see that side. Like, you know, very, I, I see very much sides. so. You work so hard for the money that you make. Why would you ever want to split it with somebody if you divorce them, right. or vice versa? What if they're the one that's bringing in all the money, and they're like, "Hey, can you sign this prenup?" And you're like, "Why would you don't trust me?" Yeah, right. You know. But also, like, well, if you have no ill intentions, why not just sign it? Yeah, right. just sign it. Exactly. It, it should just sort of no be no big deal. Yeah. Are you it's, trying to make this like a regular thing for people? No, we had we had an hour long discussion about it yesterday. He's like, dude, do you think about what, what do you think about prenups? And I'm I'm engaged and I'm getting married next July. And uh I'm a tradition guy. I'm like a no, I'm not doing prenups. I'm in It's bad juju. If, if I'm playing cards, I'm an all-in guy. I'm not gonna bet three fourths of my hand yeah. and leave a quarterback here. Which um, I understand. Um yeah. so again, if push comes to shove and one day we end up, God forbid, divorcing, like fuck. But I don't want to start off the marriage. By saying, I hope we don't get divorced, and this is what will happen if we do. Right. With that being said, to play as devil's avocados, a lot of people say that. 50% of people say that. Right. Get married and then get divorced. 50% of people also get divorced. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, right. So, like, I get why people do it. I get the thought process behind it. Yeah. And divorces get fucking messy. 
Uh, yeah, I, it almost I, shouldn't be a big deal to just sign it then. Yeah. Right. yeah. Maybe it should just be a normal thing. It's like a, when you go in and like get married, they're like, do you want to get a prenup? It's like there's a question. There's definitely paperwork involved somewhere in that process. You know, whether a prenup's involved or not, I think you got to sign some sort of certificates, right? My girlfriend's, what do you call it? She is ordained. Ordained. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she can marry yeah. someone. She's married. Two of her sisters, I think. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. wicked funny. Yeah, pretty cool. Is that like Shout a tradition in her family? No, she just did it. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. It is really funny. Cool. What's your girlfriend's name? Her name is Knock Lynn. Knock Lynn. Yeah, like knock, knock, knock Lynn. And She's, that's one word, or like. Yeah. Knock Lynn. N G O C hyphen L I N H. That's probably the coolest fucking name I've ever heard in my hyphen. life. Hyphen. Who do you know that's got a hyphen? Vietnamese. That's why. Really? Yeah. The G is silent. Wow. That Shout is awesome. Knock Lynn. Mm-hmm. So do you call her. That's what you call her, Knock yeah. Lynn? Okay. Yeah, I had a... What's her nickname? Yeah, she that's... doesn't have one. Don't, okay, call, her, don't call her Knock. She don't like yeah, it. Yeah, really? Yeah. Good to no, know. She doesn't like it. Because yeah. really, I was just about to say that nickname. That yeah, was, like, I that was when I said shout out, did I say the full name? <laughs> I hope yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, shout, out, shout out Knock Lynn. That's awesome. That's really cool. And it, is it... So it's not like Vietnamese tradition or anything like that. It's just like something special she did for her sisters? Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. How long you been with her? I, I think I always say like... Four Christmases, three. Hey, Christmases. I remember things. I, I remember yeah. things by that too. I but I think that we fucked it up because we were talking about it a little while ago. We don't really have like an official start date. We were you know, most people don't have that. Nice. I think people don't do that anymore. We made ours up. Ours is Cinco de Mayo, just because we decided it was going to be like Cinco it, de Mayo. But you guys didn't start dating until like July or something. I think it was probably before Cinco de Mayo. You picked a random fucking date. It, I mean, it was around that time. And we were just like, how about Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> that's, just, that's such a good hot top for our age question because in this age of we're talking or yeah. like we're exclusive, what the fuck does that mean? And uh, like for me, I'm a guy who like I can't go to sleep at night. I'm weird without knowing like what the fuck am I dealing with here? Like what's the scenario I'm in? I'm just not gonna know what you're getting into. It is, yeah, you know, because and what again, you're signing up for. Exactly. Yeah. I'm an all in guy or not in guy. So if I'm gonna give you my heart and like my feelings and like my true whatever. Fuck, like, I need to know where your head's at or I'm not going to do that, you totally. know? Um, but I feel like a lot of people, they'll, they'll talk for five, six, seven, eight, nine months and then be like, hey, like, what's your view of this? Is, are we friends? Are we fucking for fun? Or, like, are we serious? Where me, I wanted to have that conversation, like, a month in yeah. to be like, yo, I don't want to waste six months of our time fucking and being like, shit, like, where is this going? Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, like, your, like your situation kind of talking, talking, and then fell in love, and now you've been dating multiple years, and we're like, shit, did I ever ask you to be my girlfriend? Did you ever ask Nachlin to be your girlfriend? I don't even remember, dude. Right? Yeah, honestly. I don't, I don't think it, me and JoJo ever, like, had that conversation. And a lot of people don't, you know? I think, especially at this age, because you start living with people more, and, like, you move in. It's not like college times. So over the time, you're just like, okay, we're, we're obviously together, so, you know, and, and you start referring to her as your girlfriend. But, um... If you were to put into a box right now your answer, you didn't know your significant other's answer. Are you getting a prenup tomorrow? Nah. Pro- oh, man, actually, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, because right. because I see it in both ways where, like, I think about, like, the my first reaction is, like, no. Yeah. You know, like, we got a condo together, right? right? I fronted the yeah. initial down payment. She didn't help with that. But she's on. she signed, like, the, right. uh, what do you call it, the title with me. Yeah. Right. You know, no issue with that. And then she's making payments and whatever with me. So, you know, probably not. Yeah. Probably. But if we do break up, 
there's that's a sticky situation now <laughs> that's at the house. What I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I probably I mean I wouldn't have done that if I thought that there was gonna be an issue. Right, of course. At some point. So But it's like no one's scared until they get punched in the face. You know, it's like it's like all hearsay until like you're like, Well, I brought home all the bacon and she's like, Well, I raised the kids and you're like, Oh fuck, you know, like and, and there's Or also like so Sorry for the viewers that are just watching the other episode also. We just sort of just had the same conversation yeah. on the last episode, but I think it's a great conversation, so it's worth having again. So the point that you made on the last episode, not that any of us think our significant others would do this, but what if 20 years down the road they cheat on you? And now you want a divorce because fuck that. Like, I'm not going to be with you after you did that to me. But if you ask for the divorce, I don't know how all that shit works, but my understanding is if you don't have the prenup and you initiate a divorce, you're splitting everything 50-50, or they're entitled at least to a portion of your stuff, you know? So they did Even it though they yeah, fucked yeah. up, you know? And so then it's like, damn, now am I fucked and I have to stay in this shitty situation because I don't want to give up half my stuff? Or do I bite the bullet and I give up half my stuff because I don't want to be in this shitty situation because I, we didn't want to sign the paper because we thought, Our ego was you know? And I mean, I, just I sign it, Pete. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Gonna sign it. Know? <laughs> We're all signing it. Everybody is signing it. JoJo's gonna come home the other day and like, what the fuck you say? To be honest, like I, I don't know what side of the coin JoJo would be on either because yeah. she's like a little boss bitch too. You know, she makes yeah, her own she hustles, dude. She, she works seven days a week, she man. She doesn't depend on I, me I work for with her. Anything, yeah, yeah. You know? We work like, together. She's a badass. She yeah. doesn't depend on me for anything, and. I don't see that changing in her either. Like that's she takes pride in that. She might know? take a day off once yeah. every three weeks. Okay, and <laughs> right? this this is truly to show like where we are at twenty twenty one. I feel like a lot of a lot of girls are making a lot more than guys are. Like uh, it, the, the people I know successful, it's easily fifty fifty, if not more, leaning towards women making just as much as men. You know these days, and the I know um, there. they're I'm hungry. Sure, I'm sure that there's some statistic that says the other. You know, yeah, 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 one hundred percent. But yeah, I see it. I uh, and, and I truly believe in everyone has an opportunity these days. I don't care what gender, race, whatever. I, agree, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to make something for yourself, make it. You know, there's nothing in between. So that's crazy. Um, we talked about prenups, uh, prenups. We talked about pubes. Do you still want to tell your virginity story that you were thinking about <laughs> opening with? All right. So we all lost our virginity. Well, Maybe hopefully at some point, <laughs> right? Kind of says well. <laughs> Never so, had sex before. <laughs> you are so cute. <laughs> um, we all have a virginity story, right? And yeah. I feel like I'm going to be on here for long enough to the point I want to say at one point or the other, so I'll just get it out. Um, so Thick Nick was uh, from K through 12. You say Thick Nick? Thick Nick. <laughs> um, you know they called me TDN in high school, Thick Dick Nick? No, but no one ever saw my dick, so it was just we, weird. We went to high school together. <laughs> Maybe you bumped into someone. Who was calling you? I, I might have started it. that rumor. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> Thick dick dick? Oh, sweet. <laughs> I was putting in people's phones like they say, what's your contact number? <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, that's bad. I'm just admitting a lot of stuff. But yeah. So um. <laughs> anyways, in Heath's phone, I'm Thick Dick Nick. <laughs> For real? Yeah. <laughs> Let me a see. dude's phone. Beats uh, phone? Yeah, but I do that a lot when I'm drunk these days, too. Like, one of Paige's, now I'm friends with him, but it was old uh, uh, classmates. I put him on my phone as Huge Cock Kevin. <laughs> what? I've never seen his cock before, Pete. So why is he Huge Cock? Like, where'd that come to my mind? Know. You know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get entry lip tattooed, so fuck me, right? Good. Uh, anyways. But you remember this guy, though. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> you remember. But he, you want to know what fucks me up? I didn't call him. I was fucked up, right? And then he called me when I was sober. And I get a call from a huge cock, Kevin. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta talk to this yeah, guy. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I have his number. So, it was a FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I didn't suck a dude's dick. <laughs> this whole story is sus. This, yeah. You did lose your virginity in this story, right? Yeah. Is, is that where to we Oh fuck! So, anyways, back to the story. I never, I didn't have, had not lost my virginity all through twelfth uh, grade. Right, I graduated high school virgin, and um, we went on a, a senior trip. So we graduated high school. The Bahamas, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like twenty of twenty of us people, we pitched it to a lot of our other classmates, but like twenty kids. It was about seven hundred and fifty bucks. We went over to the Bahamas for seven days. They gave us food. They gave us. A, like a party every night and it's, it's 18 to drink in the Bahamas so we're all going over there like it was legal. a fucking sick trip dude it was a sick trip pool parties every day like this uh, the, this person that or the company that we booked it with had everything set up for us and it wasn't like a, a school field trip you no. know like we paid for this outside of the school nothing affiliated with the nothing affiliated no with chaperone it was just a bunch of 18 year old yeah. kids running around the Bahamas yeah, exactly. getting lit for it's a bad. full week yep it was um, nuts so first night we get there and it's like a glow in the dark party. So you know people are wearing like neon colors oh, and yeah, shit. We're dancing dude. there. I haven't uh, thought about so this in so long. I'm grinding up on a chick. I'm feeling good, right? You know, I lost some weight at the time, so I'm I'm feeling myself. And so we leave the club together. We made out a little bit there. We go back to the hotel hot tub. I'm chilling, partying. I'm like, damn, I think this chick's feeling me. Oh shit! I'm like, I don't know how to close this shit though at all. So we walk upstairs, walk to the hotel room. Here's the funny part. I'm not going to get into the details like the sex. But everyone on that trip knew I was a virgin, right? I went on the trip with like 20 people. Oh, everyone must have been pushing you into it. Or the girls, too. They are probably pushing the girls. Everyone. Was gonna fuck there was girls, pu- <laughs> yeah, there was girls pushing girls up to me like, yeah. he's a virgin. I'm like, yeah. no, that's not the vibe I want. That's yeah. not, you know. Yeah, they're trying to see it. if it was thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. want to know if it was thick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ryan with the singers. Um, so I'm like. You want to, like, come up and chill with me up there? You know? I was roomed with three other guys, right? Um, <laughs> Jared Ward, yeah. Nick Bono, and I'm forgetting a third. It might have been you, honestly. And uh, I walk into the apartment, the, the hotel room. It's, like, 1.30 in the morning. All the guys are literally sleeping. They sit up like zombies. They look at me. They smirk. And they leave the room. <laughs> Not a word was said. I did not have to say a word, right? <laughs> I do my business with some Latin. homies, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's homies. fire. Yeah. I do literally. It was the coolest bro code thing I've ever seen in my life. I do my business, which lasts anywhere from like one to fifteen minutes. I forget, and then I go, <laughs> <laughs> I go to walk her out of the room. Felt like eternity. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, <laughs> you're just trying to get over with. Cold sweats literally dripping off my nose. <laughs> this is from one to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get, be done with this. So this is what they were saying. <laughs> and uh, um, so I I go to walk her out of the hotel room, and I literally open the door to the hotel room. I look to my right, and three of my boys are just sitting on the ground, like half knocked out, leaning against each other. That was the moment I literally looked at him and I said, I that's love you amazing. guys. Like, that was the, like, the most amazing bro code story yeah, of all time. Awesome. So what'd you so, do with the girl? Just leave her in the room? So <laughs> she, she walked back to her hotel room respectfully. Pass the, the three guys. Yeah. And um, <laughs> she dapped them all up on the way. Probably, I, went, yeah. I went to every hotel person from Dwyer and knocked on their door. And was just like, open the fuck we up. I just got laid. <laughs> like, party with me. 
I had people running up to give me give me a hug like I just won an Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you know, everyone. It's a big it, deal. It was it was, you know. But I'm sorry if that was too much information. No, um, yeah, that was perfect amount of information. Here's the thing. We all have these stories. I'm just crazy enough to say them, you know, and I think it's really funny because there are a lot of them are relatable, you know. Like, yeah, totally. We all had that time where none of us had had sex before in our lives. We're like, okay, what are we getting into tonight? You yeah. know, like, <laughs> is it going to be Sahara Desert or Slippery Slopes, you know? <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> so, right. Pete, you want to. about Coda. <laughs> You're right. Coda, <laughs> where were you born? Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, from Tucson. Both parents were from the Arizona area? No, my, um, actually, neither of them are from there. My dad is from Mexico, and Hermosillo, so it's like the state underneath Arizona, okay. Sonora. Okay. So he's from Hermosillo, which is like a city in Sonora. And then my mom, so my dad's 100% Mexican. My mom is from Louisiana. She's like a bunch of just like different white things. Really? <laughs> Caucasian, we'll call it. Yeah, she's yeah. just white as hell. That's, That's cool, but she's Cajun, I guess. Okay. I was trying to figure out your with with your skin tone whether you're Italian. Uh, I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but when I was like in Arizona and I was out in the sun a lot, like yeah. I was brown. Like, okay. I look Mexican. Really? Now I'm like questionable. People Look-like don't really know. They all, yeah, I get the question all the time. But like when I lived in in Arizona, exactly. it makes a lot of sense. There's like a huge Mexican population Influx, yeah. in yeah. Tucson. You know, it's only an hour from the border, so I think for the most part, I looked like most of the people there. Mm. What brought you from Arizona to here? That, um, baseball. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I did okay. like two. Yeah, I played baseball my entire life. What position? Um, I played outfield until they realized I really sucked at hitting. <laughs> but I always threw really hard. Okay. So like my last two years. So I did like two years of junior college in Tucson. Okay. Playing for um, Pima. It was a community college or whatever. It was like, we were pretty good. Fairly, fairly good. Um, but did my last two years out here for Palm Beach Atlantic. Okay. And then I just decided to stick around after that. Is that the private Christian? Yeah. Yeah, Palm Beach Atlantic. Yeah. It's, it's right it's on a religious the, school? Yeah, pretty religious. It's right on the island, right? Or, uh, right, uh, before, right, right next before, to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunfest right there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Not, like I'm not really a, a religious guy, yeah. to be honest. But um, And that, that was kind of ball. almost the case of most of the athletes, aside from maybe like the volleyball team, I think, was like really, really religious. They really? would even, yeah. It's funny. I was like talking to my girlfriend about this a little while ago. They were telling us they would... We had such a bad rep. Like, the baseball team had such a bad reputation. And, and what, what social rep? Like, baseball um, Yeah, because, yeah. like, most of the guys were there just to play baseball. They didn't really give a shit about, like, the religious aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or most of the students were there partly for the religious aspect. And some of the teams and stuff like that were where, like, the volleyball coach would sit down with the volleyball team at the beginning of the year and be like, don't hang out with the baseball guys. Really? Yeah. Really? Like, the couple of years before that, they were, like, really bad. So, yeah. I don't want to say, like, bad guys because, like, I know some of those guys and they're like, good people. Yeah. Or whatever, but they're like wild party. So they party, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like wild partiers. They said whatever they wanted to, mm-hmm. and it was pretty offensive most of the time. So yeah, yeah. it's just like developing a bad rep. So even if we were going into like summer classes, I didn't really get it too much. Maybe with like one or two of my teachers for my entire like two, I did three years there. I redshirted my first year, so three years. Um, maybe like one or two teachers initially were like, oh, you know, baseball player. You know, once they get to like know me a little bit, then it was fine. Yeah. And yeah. I was a pretty good student. So did you start really chirping much. a lot more playing with those guys? Not really, man. Yeah. We were a pretty tame team yeah. compared to like some people that I knew. I, yeah. I was never really much of too much of a chirper. I don't yeah. think, anyways. I mean, you get into it like yeah. you talk shit to people when you almost feel like it's needed. 
I don't know. It, Baseball it, is kind it, of a, a silent talk, chicken. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I remember as like in, as kids in t-ball, you, you do these chants, you know, and shit. Yes. In the dugout. But it's kind of like a in baseball. If I want to roast you, I'm just gonna hit a homer. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I want to think that baseball is a little bit more of like a. I don't know. Maybe it was just like the team that I played on. I don't want to say like it's more of a classy sport because it's well, there. Well, so it's it's developing. I think a little bit now, at least from like what I'm watching. I don't watch it as much as I used to, but there's unwritten rules. You know, there's things that you can, you yeah. can't do, or they used to be. Now they're starting to kind of get broken, and like the old mentality's drifting away, or. Mm. Uh, the new guard is coming in, I almost should say, but I want it to be like more entertaining. I want people to like talk shit to each other right. and get hyped. And when they hit a home run, they pimp it, you know, and they right. show up the pitcher and then there's like a rivalry going and it keeps you like focused or like more into the game. It's like when two UFC fighters are talking shit to each other right. in the face off, you know, and then one of them swings at the other person. Now people are like into it. You know, it's like Conor McGregor. It's like watching him fight. Like that's what I want baseball to almost be like, or yeah. I want it to be like basketball in the 90s yeah you know yeah, i want it to sad. be aggressive and i want fucking people to get run over and yeah. i want there to be like penalties and fouls yeah. you know like that's what i want to see and it's almost starting not i don't want to say starting to develop into that but these old rules that were there in place the unwritten rules yeah. they're getting pushed up yeah and yeah. i like to see it a little yeah, bit yeah. Good. it's cool it's, it's true well it's passion like for instance uh fury and wilder i don't know if you guys saw highlights of that fight I last did. night um the heavyweight championship boxing title. Mm. Uh, it's now the third repeat of the fight. And Fury, who's, I believe he's English, but I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know. I think so. Um, Somewhere around there. He's got this brilliant accent, dude. And he talks. And when he talks shit, it's just so great because it's an accent, right? So strong. But his whole mantra, it's like a he's tall as hell, uh, but it's a guy who doesn't look fit. And the guy he's opposing is like a 6'5 black guy who's just juiced, right? Huge. Okay. And he's like the weird, you know, funky white guy who's just crazy. Like, I think his doesn't nickname look is the Gypsy King. Yeah, Gypsy King. Um, but no, he doesn't look... He looks like a librarian who's 6'5", but he's got literally the best hands in the world. Um, anyways, there's passion behind that because like like you said, there's words, there's emotion. And a lot of like football, at like huge NFL fans, like there's words and emotion and like shit talking behind it. And I think that's what sparks a lot of this fuel for you know these fan kingdoms um makes it entertaining for viewers to watch also. absolutely yeah, that's a business and yeah people want to watch it yeah you know let's give them something to watch you know there's like there's people who are going to obviously watch it for the sport yeah you know like it, it is i remember watching randy johnson's perfect I mean, game yeah, yeah probably when i was like 12 years old maybe 12 or 13 or something like that and that was like a big deal and i yeah. still remember that and I remember watching the 2001 World Series. Is that the Marlins? That was um, Yankees and Diamondbacks. I'm from Arizona, okay. Okay. so like, yeah, that yeah, was like yeah. a big moment for us. And watching Luis Gonzalez hit the shittiest blooper over the shortstop, over yeah. Derek Jeter's head to win the World Series. It was like amazing. That's right. You know, and that was like a hell of a series. Or like I was talking about this a little bit ago with one of my friends, Ryan Gerber. Um, I don't remember what year it was. It might have been like. 2011, 2010, or something like that, 2009, uh, World Series between Cardinals and the Rangers. And it was like Josh Hamilton was probably like one of the best. He at, For a time period, he might have been one of the best baseball players who ever lived. Hmm. You know, he was fast, threw was hard. Was that the extra guy? Like the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. actually, right. That's he has right. A, um, an autobiography that was like really amazing. You know, and I don't read I, ever. You yeah, know, yeah. probably like... 
you know, it was like green eggs and ham yep. and then Josh Hamilton's. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And I couldn't recommend that book enough to anybody. Wow. It was an amazing story. You know, guy had every tool in the book. Yep. You know, they, they say like five tools in baseball and he had all of them. Mm. And, you know, first round, first pick, I think, you know, he's an 18 year old. He's doing really well, totally crushing the minors, gets into an accident, start, you know, he can't play. And then he's starting to do, um, hanging out at like tattoo parlors, yeah. getting tattoos, started getting into the, like some of the negative yeah. aspects of hanging around some of these sketch, sketchy bad people. Yeah. Tattooers, bad guys, all <laughs> bad of them. Guys. <laughs> uh, but you know, he starts getting into some of the negative aspect of the hang of the people he was hanging around from. And it just like totally fucked up his life. And he got out of baseball for like w- quite a while, getting into <laughs> rehab in and out of it. Didn't touch a baseball for a while or bat and then gets clean. Gets back into it a little bit. That's when he got that record, the home run derby record, right? Yeah, it was amazing. It was oh, amazing yes, to watch, right. you know. And he had such a crazy story. And you know, I think his MVP year, he was hitting like three sixty yeah. or something, probably like thirty five home runs. He was a robot. Yeah, it was. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. This guy was like on top of the world for a little bit of time. And watching that World Series was like incredible. So like, there's something to be said about people who are there for like the sport. Correct, but sometimes it's dude it's just baseball it's like so fucking boring sometimes yep. you need like the hype you, no, right. you need people to like give them a reason to watch other than just the sport i also think they play a hell of a lot of fucking games it's hard man 162 um it's a lot of ball Bro, you know? it'll drain yeah, you. yeah you know i think we played like 60 games or something in college and that was a fuck so you said hard. you start off as an outfielder where did you when you went went to like fau where did you uh, uh, it was PBA. PBA. I'm sorry. Where'd you go? What, um, what were you playing? Uh, yeah, I, I went there as an outfielder. Okay. You know, and so like my thing was kind of always like I would like go through little stints. You know, one of the things about being like a good baseball player was the consistency. You yeah. Know? Um, but it's so hard to be consistent. So like I might go through stints maybe where like maybe I was like ten for ten. You know, and people are like, this guy's tearing it up. Yeah. yeah, and I like I remember having like a uh, a doubleheader. We played doubleheaders in JUCO, so it was like Tuesdays and Saturdays, doubleheaders on both. I remember having like a doubleheader where I just didn't get out either game. You know, I think I was like six for six, had a couple doubles, like three or four RBIs, four stolen bases. Like it was like people were like, "Holy shit!" Code you know, like Coda's back, yeah. yeah. You know, but it was like right. Before that, I was probably like 0 for 25, mm. you know? So Slumps like, are real in that sport. Baseball's a game of confidence, man. Dude, yeah. it's so hard. Yeah, it's such a mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like probably the most stressful time. I, I, I will always say this. Nothing will ever be harder in my life than playing baseball. Yeah, I will I'm never sure. be more stressed out. I have never been more stressed out in my entire life than playing college baseball. Yeah. Because I was just... Like depressed dude. type stressed? Like... Yeah, actually, I really? think almost to some point where I was like a little bit depressed because I was always like this, you know, like the friends and stuff that were in my corner were like, you could do so well with this. You know, like I was generally like more in the top tier of speed, I think, yeah. when like, you know, speed wise, like or in my earlier years, junior college and stuff. Like I got a little bit slower yeah. I think, in my, when I went to PBA, but <laughs> um, like I was pretty fast. I had always had like the best arm on the team. I had really good bat speed so I can hit like get in home runs and stuff. Um, but when I was on, I was on. So like, if I was on, people noticed it because 
you know, I'm throwing people out from right field. Correct. You're stealing bases, maybe hit a couple home runs yep. or something a year, RBIs, whatever it was. But, like, I, I was a tough. But when I was not on, dude, it was, like. It's the lowest lows. That's what I remember about that sport. Yeah, yeah it was, like, ups and downs. Yeah. So, like, being a consistent baseball player was, like, a really, really tough thing. But nothing will be more stressful in my entire life. Like, I, I couldn't think of a single thing that I've gone through since, since then, which has been, like. That says a lot. Seven years, yeah, uh, where I have been that stressed. You're doing pretty good. That also, that shows he cared about it a fuck ton. Right? I, yeah, dude, yeah. I would be it's in the cage for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. There's, you know, few people. I, I worked I worked with, like, or played with, I should say, like, a lot of people who put in a lot of effort. Like, a lot of effort. When, you know, when you're young and you have dreams and you, you want to make it, you know, but there's limitations to some people where they don't throw as hard as yeah. the other person. Like, that right. guy who's playing shortstop, that has the better arm is going to get a better look. Yeah. Or the guy who's hitting the ball a little bit further is going to get a better look. The guy who's faster is going to get a better look. And I was, a, you know, I'm not, I wasn't some fucking prodigy, but like I got looked at. Yeah. So the expectation was there a little bit more for me. Yeah. So I had to push into that direction almost. Yeah. And that's what was the stressful part was like, people would say almost to me, if you could just figure it out, Coda. No doubt about it. Like, I had friends, I remember, in <laughs> I had, like, a couple of friends who had me sign baseballs for them because they're like, you're going to go pro one day. You'll figure it out. Yeah, like, when you figure it out, I'm going to have this ball, and we used to play travel team together. Yeah. You know? And it was like, it's kind of a cool thing. That's dope, It yeah. felt good, and it was like... Absolutely. It feels yeah, good. Yeah, it feels good. It gives you a little bit of a confidence. Yeah, it yeah. gave you confidence boost. But, like, when you were low, you were low. But yeah. Yeah. you have these guys in your corner who are always like, just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. But then, like, when you're 0 for 20... You want to quit the game. And you ball. haven't even <laughs> fouled a ball yeah. off. Yeah. And you feel like when you step in the right-hand batter's box that you're holding the bat backwards. Yeah. Because you will have that feeling. Yeah. You will not be more depressed. Yeah. Dude. You know, it was... I remember that. Awful. That hits home, dude. I played travel ball for five, four or five years, and it was like that. You go to tournaments, where literally you go into the tournament so happy, so excited, and uh, by midway through, you're, I, we went to Myrtle Beach. It was like the... Uh, what's the New York tournament when you're 12? Cooperstown. Cooperstown. It was like the Cooperstown of down south, but we weren't as good. And, uh, and you go into the tournament so happy. If you had a bad first game, you're like, fuck, I want to leave the tournament now and go home. Right. You know, Dude, it, I played baseball my entire childhood. Yeah. Uh, up until my sophomore year of high school, and then I started selling drugs. But <laughs> up new until that career. point, my, yeah. my base, baseball was my whole life growing up. You know, And my parents' whole life, too, because that's how it works in South Florida. You play baseball all year yeah. long. There is no off-season because the weather never changes. And so my parents were driving all over the place for tournaments and shit, always. And uh, I remember going through one of those slumps. And, you know, I was probably only like 13, 14 years old at the time. But playing on two different teams, my middle school team, my travel baseball team, going yeah. to, from one practice to the other, playing tournaments every weekend. And I was going through a fat slump on my travel team. And um, they, you know, I went from being the leadoff batter. Like that was, I was always like a fast, small, yeah, quick it. kid, you know? I didn't hit super hard. I didn't hit a lot of home runs, but I would hit like a little fucking infield grounder and beat it out, you know, where I'd get walked like 90% of the time because I just stand right on top of the plate <laughs> and no one could throw a strike. And uh, I was going through a fat slump, wasn't even, you know, getting played sometimes and then became like the last batter in the lineup. And I was like so down on myself from being in this extended slump that I wanted to quit, you know, and this is the sport that I had dedicated my whole life to up until this point, you know. 
And I remember having that conversation with my dad saying, like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, I'm, I'm really not feeling it. And, uh, you know, he sat me down and was like, look, man, you know, I'm here for you. And if you want to quit, you know, I'll support you in that. And I understand. But I've seen how much, like, time you've put into this sport and, like, how much potential that you have. And I don't think this is the end for you. And I think you could really, like, you know, flip a switch and figure this out. And we can take it a lot more serious and, and get back into this. And, uh, you know, whatever he said to me that night resonated with me. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. Like, let's try one more time. And I remember just doubling down. I, like, fucking shaved my head and, like, dyed my buzzed head blonde or something <laughs> to just do something drastic. Yeah. And I became there, a savage. There's something you know? to that, yeah. Batting like, cages he... every day, hustling, grinding. And, uh, you know, ended up turning it around and then played baseball for another fucking eight years or something like that, yeah. whatever the timeline was. Um, but I mean, I'm grateful for my dad for that conversation, but it also goes to show that sport that I dedicated my whole life to one slump, you know, gets you to the point where you're just feeling like, maybe I'm not cut out for this, you know, like there's so many variables though, Correct. that it, it, it's not even in your control all the time. Well, what everyone, what both of you guys are saying right now is a parallel to life. If you don't see that, it's like, you know, you'll be in a slump where everything is shit. You know, you're, you're dropping foul balls. You're, you're, you're not throwing right. You're hitting is shit. Everything is shit. But it takes one dinger out of the park and your confidence is bad, right? Yeah. You could have three or four shitty games, but if you have one solid hit or one solid player, one something, all your confidence is back just like that. I remember playing and I was in a slump and I just got one good hit or one break for me and I was like, boom, I'm back. That's all I needed. Dude, I love that you just said that. Because the team that I was playing on at the time that I was in that slump, the coach kind of like had something against me, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was in a slump and I didn't deserve to be, you know, batting leadoff at the time, but he was like, had something against me, you know, and his son was on the team and that's how it was when you were playing as kids, yeah. you know, like the coach's kid plays and his son was not very good, but he always played and he like, no matter if he was in a slump, it didn't budge his position, you know, fast forward several years later. Now I'm playing on a different team. And uh, we're all, like, grown up now. We're not kids anymore. And um, his son is who I'm playing against. And that same coach is on the coach of the opposing team. And uh, I had, like, a killer migraine this day. It was, like, a tournament in Stewart or something like that. We drove up there. I had a bad headache in the car. Got out of the car as soon as we got there. Threw up. And for some reason was like, nah, I'm good. Like, let's go. I'll go play. And still went to the game, you know? That's always kind of how it worked when I had migraines. After I threw up, I, like, had a, a short spurt of, like, I feel fine now, you know? But it always came back. Um, but anyway, I go to the game anyway. And I'm leadoff batter on this team. That kid, that coach's son, I don't want to say his name. I almost just said it. That coach's son is the pitcher of this game. And I'm fucking in the batter's box. The first ball is, like, at my fucking head. I dive down on the ground and dodge it. Get back up, dust myself off, get back in the box. Second ball is up here again. It's my first home run I've ever hit. Really? Knock it out of the park. First home run. That's got to feel good. That coach yeah. that fucking yeah. batted me last for like a full season was the third base coach. You know, yeah. he just fucking watched that thing go out of the park and uh, I got to hit it off his son. Felt amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but to that point, it only takes one of those moments to be like, yeah. I'm so fucking glad I just played for the last yeah. four years and didn't give up on this shit. It's also kind of nice in that moment to just to be able to say, fuck you. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, yeah. You just hit a home run off this guy's son. Yeah. You're rounding. Probably the base is looking at him. Yeah, right, he's a third base yeah, coach. You're looking down. You look even if you make eye contact for half a second, he knows what's up. Yeah, you know it feels good to be able to like show somebody up every once in a while that deserves okay. it. And I you mean, now you know when you don't have to say <laughs> I shouldn't say yeah. deserves yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 in your mind, you're like, yeah
fuck that guy. I deserve yeah, it. Yeah, you deserve that. You yeah. deserve that win there, Pete. The Thanks. most badass things Thanks. in the world are when you don't have to say a fucking word. And everything yeah. everything in the world just kind of speaks for itself. Some people call it karma, but it's just uh, like, you know. Actually, that kind of reminds me. I'm going to tell like a quick story really yeah, fast. Yeah, have at it. Um, this is in junior college. I was like, and I couldn't even say I was like dating this girl that was playing softball at Talking. the time. Whatever. <laughs> Hung out a few times or yeah, something yeah. like that. Her ex-boyfriend went to, um, like, a rival school or whatever, junior college, somebody in our conference. And they had always historically been a very good baseball school to go to. I think he might have. Uh, he was a pretty good baseball player, too, as well. But this is, like, back when I had a Facebook and people had Facebooks. But he commented on a picture something that i commented on i can't really remember what the story was so it was a picture that his ex-girlfriend posted that i was like kind of hanging out with a little bit so i say something and then he just comments on whatever i commented on and puts like arrows up and he just says pussy that was it (laughs) and i was like yeah he was not shy about it that's for sure and i was like who the fuck is this guy what's going on here i don't think i said anything to it back i think some of the people on my team were like chirping at him whatever but when we played yabapai I had a fucking good game. Yeah, and he yeah, had a yeah, shit game. Yeah. You know, like, I kind of rubbed it in his face yeah, a little bit. I didn't, have to, I didn't have to say a single word. I that's didn't say it. anything to him the whole fucking time. But I knew that he knew oh, when I was standing on second base. Best, and he was standing behind me trying to, like, you know, they do that little thing where they're, like, trying to keep you close to the bag. Yeah. That I was having a fucking good game. Yeah. And he did not have a good game. Yeah. Nice, dude. I love Yeah, that. even the balls that I hit that were out. Lineouts, they were hit hard. And he didn't do shit the whole time. We go by each other at the end of the game and I tap him up. We make eye contact. It It felt pretty good. And he dapped you up. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. And there's no words that need to be said. David Goggins calls it taking souls. When you look at another man or woman, whatever it is, and you're like, mm, you fucking know that. I know that you fucking know. You know, yeah. I don't need to say I don't need to say I was bad. Exactly. Um, (laughs) That's great. So what and on the last note of baseball, what characteristics from baseball did you learn that you take into your life now? Like, what were the top oh, few characteristics? That's a good question, man. I mean, when I was younger, dude, I was such a hothead, man. Like, I was, like, slamming bats, throwing helmets, mm. like, cussing at fucking umpires. And, dude, it was, like, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. That's surprising knowing you today. See, but that's, I think, where I learned it. Yeah, or that's what I was saying. I was never more stressed in my entire life than when I was playing baseball. You know, just like grinding, trying to achieve something that I could have maybe potentially gotten to. You know, and more realistically, if I had a better mental approach to the game, I probably would have gotten to some sort of minor leagues. You know, I got offered to play money after my junior year. Would you you call that perspective? What would you call that then? The word, the word to describe. Just, what, I don't know, almost like yeah. mental fortitude yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know. But so I, so in junior college, I had this coach. His name was Jason Heisey. Um, he, we would jokingly say, call him Jay Heise the Wise. He was incredible. Yeah. Me and him like went at it like this all the time. You know, I think maybe some of it was that he might have he knew that maybe i could be something good if i really could just figure it out mentally but i was such a fucking punk so we always would go at it but one of his things was the best player will play Mm -hmm. you know and i had always had 
I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even say I was the best. Like there I was there nowhere near the best, but I was the better option for the position most of the time, or at least the potential side was. Like if I was on, okay, like maybe I can affect the game in a positive way. So he would play me for most of the season. You know, then I go through these crazy slumps and he'd take me out. Then the next guy goes in and he kind of sucked at the time or whatever it was. Then I'd get another shot or something like that. So I had like a respect for him. He wasn't playing favorites or whatever, but we would always go at it. And, you know, he would get in my face and fucking yell at me and embarrass me in front of everyone. But I definitely deserved it and needed to be checked and stuff like that. But he had this, I remember he had told this story one time. And it was like, I think this is how it went. So anytime he would say something, I feel like he was talking to me and my whole entire group. I feel like he was just like referring everything directly to me. But, you know, in a, you know in he a probably good way. was, yeah. Might have been. Fucking yeah. might have been. Guys do that. And coaches yeah. do that in particular. yeah. yeah, yeah. But the story he was telling was, he would say this, if you, you put a frog in boiling hot water, it jumps out. Right. You put a frog in a pot of water, and you slowly turn up the heat. It just sits there, and it's swimming. Slowly turn up the heat. Before you know it, the frog's dead. Mm. And what he was basically saying was, it don't want you to dig a hole for yourself that by the time you realize it's hot, you can't get out of it. And that yeah. was like something that I was doing all the time back then. You know, now I have a little bit of different perspective where I can like take a step back. I don't have to, you know, react emotionally and let it ruin my entire mental frame. But back then that's what I was doing, you know, and it took me probably, as soon as I was done with baseball, I think everything that he ever talked to me about or talk to everybody about, just like clicked. And I was like, okay. Maybe seeing it from like a different perspective in a different um, like work environment. Life. Say, yeah, yeah, whatever. It just like made sense. So like I always say that, like I have said this before, but like I got to reach out to this guy, you know, and I haven't ever done it for like seven years. I have to like send him an email or that something really or give him a call, find a way to get in touch for him just to just tell him like, you know, I'm sure you know, Jason, that I didn't make it. Or I'm going to just probably call him coach. I'm never going to call him Jason. So yeah. I never made it. But, like, all the things that you try to teach me, you weren't taking – you weren't trying to win games with us almost. Of course he was. But, like, I think what he was trying to do was just turn us into, like, better men, like better people. That's awesome. you know? the, the truth is the best coaches don't do it to win games. They do it to change people's lives. Like, in my opinion, you know. like yeah, He definitely made an, an impression on me, correct. I can tell you. I don't remember the best teachers who taught me – the actual subject. I remember the best teachers that taught me the, the wisest and the best life lessons. life lessons and way to approach things. Yeah. I think that's amazing though, the analogy with the frog, because it's it's perspective, it's checking yourself, it's to see like how lucky you are or where you're heading or who you're with. And to say, okay, I'm gonna step back for a second and look at this whole picture. And if it's hot, I'm gonna get the fuck out before I burn myself, you know? Um that's amazing. So when you got done with baseball what was that transition like of saying, okay, I'm going to drop something that I've put so much time into my entire fucking life, and I'm going to go another route? And what was that route? Dude, I'm not going to lie. It was, like, pretty relieving. When I was done, I was like, I think I told all my friends that I was, you know, playing with at the time. I said, I'm not going to touch a baseball again, ever. Mm. Which is, I've gone past that, you yeah. know, obviously. But for probably like three years, I had not touched a ball or a bat. 
if somebody threw a ball in my direction, I had just turned to the side and let it go. I didn't even try to catch it. I was not going to do it. I was like so relieved to be done. Didn't watch any games or nothing. You know, I can't, I can't even say like that I miss playing now because I don't really miss playing. Yeah. But I, and I can look back at it in like a positive way where at the time I was just like sick of it. Didn't want to fucking do it. But at the time I was like, what was I even doing? I didn't have a reason really to go home at the time. So I, I graduated. Uh, I was a history major, uh, education minor. I wanted to be a high school history teacher. And then my last semester, I decided I didn't want to do it anymore. I think I didn't like the way that they were forcing teachers to teach in some ways. Yeah. Um, Standardized like, testing and stuff like that. Not really. It's just, I think what it was, was they want you to teach. So they, there's like five, six different styles of learning or something for a student. And they want you to teach a lesson to every style of learning. But by, in my perspective, by teaching one specific style of learning, you're excluding the four others. And then you have to go to the next one. And then, but you're, again, excluding the four others. Then you go to the next one. But again, you're excluding the four others. Where, like, for me, some, one of the best teachers I ever had was in high school. He would just have this huge whiteboard. And he would write everything down on it. His writing was, like, this big. And it would be completely covered. And he would say, write this down. And you got 20 minutes. And then he would just, like, take a seat and, like, read a book for 20 minutes. And when you walked in, that was the first thing he did. As soon as you were done... And everybody was done. And he was a pretty intimidating guy. So when he said 20 minutes, you were like, I got to do this in 20 minutes. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, you did it. He would then just tell a story. The best teachers that I think I ever had were just telling stories. And it was so interesting to listen to. Because that's what history basically is. It's just this one giant story. story. But it depends on how good the storyteller is. Because everyone hates history class. They go in and they're like, it's just a bunch of dates, things I need to memorize. It sucks. That's not fucking true. Like, you like Saving Private Ryan. That's history. Like, that's a little glimpse of it. You know, obviously, it's dramatized. But there's some truth to how this was. There's, like, a a realistic representation of that time period or that war, you know. Um, But then he would just tell his story, and it was, like, amazing to listen to. And, like, a lot of the things stuck, you know. I had a great, like, I loved that class. So, for me... I didn't want to get back in it. I didn't. I was like, I can't get into teaching if they want me to do it this way because I'm just not going to do that. Right. And I just don't like to do things that I'm not. I don't want to do. You know, I have a, I have like a tough time doing something that I cannot get behind. Can't fake it. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that. I was dating this girl at the time. I was like, I'll just stick around. I'm, I was a professional driver. I I've. What yeah. does that mean? Like a race driver, like Uber valet. Okay. <laughs> Got in between. Yeah. yeah, that's a joke. But, um, <laughs> Zing. I wrecked like three yeah, cars. Yeah, that was a joke. Did you? Yeah, it's already funny. If you look at my Instagram, you scroll down for a little while, I'm standing next to this car where I ripped the entire car I'm going to find off. it. I'm going to screen yeah, right put it And put it on the thing there. Yeah. Wait, you took a picture next to it? Like, thumbs up? I, no, I had my hands on my hips. <laughs> For like legal reasons, like why would you? It was like that? at the end of the day or whatever. That's funny. I was yeah. done work. I was like done with work, going home or something. But um, <laughs> Pete will find it and put it on. I'll the find thing. it. Yeah. I was a pizza driver my junior year of high school, dude. And I worked for this place called Puccini's. It was the worst fucking pizza oh, yeah, restaurant. Horrible pizza. But I would deliver it. <laughs> I made like thirty bucks a night, and Sick. they'd get like a random call, like, "Hey, can you order a pizza?" Like, "Oh yeah, I guess." And I would deliver it. 
So one night, it was like a long driveway, like out in a Palm Beach country stage or something like that. And I drive in, run in. It was like a last call. And it was like, I was trying to get cut. And one late call came in, did it. But I have a stick shift. And I threw it in reverse. And I'm going fast as fuck, reversing by this thing driveway. I ran like 20 miles an hour into this palm tree. Oh! <laughs> right? I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the fucking driveway. I get out of my car. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but you're like... You're like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here too. Because <laughs> their palm tree is like 45 degrees over. Your car was straight? <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but I was like, I still gotta bounce. Yeah. Damn, I hope I don't get sued. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> so I get in my car, skirt, man, I want to out of there. I go back to the pizza place. I'm like, yo, boss, can we do something about this? He's like, oh, that sucks. Can we do something about my hit and run? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was like, like insurance policy or something. He's like, oh, that sucks. Nah, man, that sucks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, all I right. I don't blame him, man. Yeah. So I'm like, it was My bumper fault. was literally off. <laughs> My shit was done. And you uh, fucked that pump. That's so funny. So anyways, <laughs> what, car, what type of car did you, did you fuck up? Was it like a Bentley? Nah, it was like a rental car. I don't think oh, I okay. ever, I didn't fuck up any cars that like really would have been an issue. Most of the time, they're like rental cars or something. I had three accidents. But the, that, the difference is valet companies do have insurance policies yeah, yeah. for that because they're the pizza company is like, not pizza company. No, yeah, you were just a liability. Yeah. Where did you valet? The breakers. Shout out the breakers. Wow, oh, that's yeah. where you started. That's a mm-hmm. good ass place to start valeting. Yeah. Worthy of the title professional driver. Yeah, yeah I was okay. a professional driver. And baby. the Bentley guest was not far off. No, 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 no. surprise. Now, um, I'm trying to remember, like, when I wrecked that first car, I was, so you back in every single car, so it's easy for you to be able to pull out. Yeah. Uh, I was in this, like, big truck. You were using your baseball speed. I did. I was sprint. I was were you using a runner? What season. runner about you? Yeah, when that, like, I was doing it during my off seasons. Yeah, yeah, And I would use it, like, conditioning. Like, I was, like, sprinting. You oh, know, so like, this was a seasonal job for you. You kept yeah. it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or I, I would also keep it up during, like, this, you know, the whole entire yeah. year, but I would only do, like, Sundays. You yeah. know, so, like, I would do baseball six days a week, Sunday. That was, like, my job. And the guy was me. at the valet stand just giving him signs, too, so he yeah. Knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. He knew. Take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was good at that job, man. I mean, I wrecked three cars, but whatever. It was, like, <laughs> over four, three, four years. Were you zapped, or were you so sober and just... Oh no no I don't I don't do any yeah, drugs like yeah. I didn't drink at the time yeah. um, like I don't barely ever I I would like get fucked up like three times a year you know but then that might be the only times I was drinking the yeah, entire yeah, yeah. year yeah um so yeah like I would go into work and I would take it seriously and I would try to get the car like as fast as possible and I would use it as conditioning basically mm-hmm. uh, but yeah when you like you back in every single car so I was in this big truck and um, I pulled out cranked the wheel to the right. The back right, so the passenger rear tire clipped the bumper of the car next to me. Oh, fuck. But it's a big truck, and it just ripped it off. Fucking ripped it up. That's the worst. Yeah, I was like, I was like so embarrassed and like felt so bad, and I have to go up to the manager and be like, hey, I'm like, Fucked up. up. Yeah. I would not have done that. I would have came by now really like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. Who fucking hit Space 102? Yeah, you just pull it up to the front. <laughs> I don't know. It was like you that. You brought it like yeah. this, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. It was embarrassing. But it's kind of, this is actually kind of funny. Every accident that I got into, the next, and everyone will say this, that's ever been in valet at the breakers or anywhere. If you fuck up and you hit a car, the next car that you drive, you are so tense (laughs) driving that car. And you're like, just relax. Like, back it in. You got this. It's cool. You do this a a thousand times a day. 
And every car that I had driven after that, I got into another accident. No. And I never said anything about it. I was like, I'm not telling him again. I backed up. No, I backed up and hit the car behind me every time. Wait, okay. Oh, my God. Uh, after every that first time. time. Every time. Koda, how do you, like, what? I didn't say shit about it, dude. <laughs> I was like, no way. Not getting fired. Was it like a soft tap or like a... One of them. One of them had a trailer hitch, so it left oh, a God. indent. That's so funny. Like a good one. It's 2021. Who doesn't have backup cameras? I mean, this was this like was... 2015. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, somewhere around there. And then most of the time they did. But not some of the ones that I was in. It was just bad. It was just bad luck. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But I was that just like so, so tense. After that, I was fine. Uh, wow. um, so what was your transition from valeting? I like that you were you were more stressed during baseball than you yeah, were crashing yeah, other yeah, people's yeah. cars. I tell you, that's how stressful. I was. Yeah, baseball's stressful, man. He's so nonchalant. Look Careful what sports says, you put your kids yeah. in. Yeah, yes. fuck, man. Oh, that's so funny. Oh well, no, so it's well, like jog off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh fuck! Sorry. Wake up, Pete. Um, <laughs> what was your transition like after uh, valeting to to whatever? What to, was your next step? Oh yeah, so sorry, a big big sidetrack. Um, that was a good one though. Yeah, so I was, you know, dating this girl. I was like, I don't really have anything going on for me really in Tucson. I, I'm not going to go back and try and teach there. I don't want to do that. So plus, I'd have to like kind of get recertified over there to be a teacher in Arizona versus Florida. So like, all right, I'll stay here. I'll keep working. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Like I did like valet. I was like, maybe I'll try and work here like you know work progress you know through the ranks and stuff so i kind of put it out there for them it was fairly well received um i remember like a management position came open and somebody else got it you know and i was a little bit bummed but the guy who took it his name was dan white uh he deserved it like no doubt about it you know, he'd been there for a long time he had done more of like the operational stuff than just running cars you know like i was just a guy that worked hard and ran cars and then for me i was like I understand, but it sucks. Like, I work so hard. Like, you could see that I would work hard in this as well. Whatever. Eventually, you know, I got past it. No big deal. Me and him were, like, friends. I'm actually still friends with him. So if you're listening to this, what's up? Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Uh, He's a pilot now, so good for him. And so I remember there was a night where I had an issue with uh, a manager, basically. A a managerial decision that – I shouldn't say it, it kind of affected me, but it affected a lot of people. I just didn't really think like, yes, you can, rules are important. I'm like a big believer in rules, but some things can be like bent. I don't want to say like completely broken, but like things should be bent for morals. Yeah. I mean, like some things are just like, look, you don't deserve this, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm going to push it in this direction. I mean, that's my managerial decision. Like you don't get this, you're going to get this. And this is why. And it should be fair. Right you know? is right. Wrong is wrong. Yeah. So something happened. And I was like pissed about it for like two weeks. And one of my managers like came up and was like, come talk to me. So we go talk out on the side, like out on the bricks. We just called it the bricks. So it was just like, you know, the valet portion when you drive up. And she just pulled me off to the side and we're talking. And I remember saying something like, she was like, what's up? You've been pissed for a while. Like what's going on? What happened? And I remember telling him, like, you will never put your neck out. You guys, not just Mm -hmm. you, like, you guys will never put your neck out for us. And I don't agree with it. And I put, like, my two weeks in pretty much that day. And somewhere along this time, I remember thinking, like, I just, 
I want to like learn how to cook. Yeah. You know, something I kind of always wanted to do. And even like in high school, my dad, I my dad and my brother, I remember being in the car with them. And they're like, what do you want to do? Like, you're going to have to figure out what you want to do. You, you know, like you're going to be a professional baseball player, but the fallback plan, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. Like, maybe I want to go to like culinary school. Maybe I want to be like a food truck. And they were like, you know how expensive a food truck is? It's $100,000 to even get started. Like, you don't have that kind of money, blah, blah, blah. And they totally shit on it, mm-hmm. like really hardcore. And it's okay. You know, yeah. it was fine. I didn't really think much of it at the time. I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. Maybe I also want to be a teacher. So, like, maybe I'll do that. So that was fine. But then at this point in my life, I was like, you know, I want to learn how to cook. So like the next day after I put my two weeks in, I just like went around. I had never been in hospitality my entire life. And just like started applying everywhere. I went like went to Howley's. I started at like one start of Clematis, went to the other side of Clematis, like putting my resume out for anybody. I was like, I want to be a line cook. Like I want to start at the bottom. Teach me how to be a prep cook. Like I'll do whatever. I'll wash dishes. Just let me get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And Bradley's uh, OJ, we had both worked for OJ. He hired me as well. Yeah. So I'm sitting down with him because they're looking for people. And he's like, I don't need any of that, but I need a food runner. And if you food run, I'll teach you whatever. And he probably thought that I was never going to ask him to teach me how to cook. But I did. So I was a food runner for a while and I learned how to do all that. Give me, give me time ranges. So like, like what years is this? 17, 2017, 16? I think it was 2015, 2016. Okay, you, so you were at Bradley's at this point too. I think I'm at Kachina at this yeah. point. Oh, so you were already tired. I got hired at Bradley's like 2013. I had not known Pete yet. Okay. Yeah. We didn't meet until 123 was born. So you basically yeah. missed each other. You were out, he was Yeah, in. I was yeah, out yeah, by yeah. then because we didn't work at Bradley's together. Yeah, I didn't work together. But shout out to OJ. That's dad. Can we do timeout? Can I get yeah. another glass of wine? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Timeout. Yeah. This is good. What is this? Wine. Um, <laughs> it's good. Pinot Noir. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching part one of our episode with Ryan Coda. We're going to be releasing part two on Friday, so keep an eye out for that. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the channel. It helps us out a lot. Thank you so much. See you soon. Sometimes might be purple, sometimes it might be that pink. Probably roll that purple diesel, that shit cool in my lace. But I really like that Cali, cause that shit don't make me trip. Uh, rather flip a boba, nigga, I still serve a zip. I remember being broken, I was down bad on my dick. And she used to call me Ali, now the shawty let me hit. Wait, well, maybe it's just Polly, got a nigga confident. Uh, remember all them dreams that I had when I was legit. They're like, yeah, I love the streets, but I'm still gon' go legit. Cause you know I need that journey with that brand new fucking tip. Fell in love with them foreigns, watching a nigga girl step. Got me feeling like I'm hardened, cause I'm plugged in with the rep. That, like, if you touch me wrong, you might get hit with this tech. Uh, let them birds fly like a nigga crossing west. And I swear they broke my heart when I seen them all. That shit, it made me strong, now I'm right back on my best. Like, like bitches, leave me alone while I get linked on this tech. Like, little bitches, leave me alone, unless you gonna try that neck. Like, little bitches, leave me alone, unless you talking about a check, check, check. Boy, deuces out of soda, turn it over, watch it sing, yeah Sometimes it might be purple, sometimes it might be that pink Probably roll that purple diesel, that shit cubing like my legs But I really love that Cali, cause that shit don't make me trip Boy, deuces out of soda, turn it over, watch it sing, yeah Sometimes it might be purple, sometimes it might be that pink Probably roll that purple diesel, that shit cubing like my legs But I really love that Cali, cause that shit don't make me trip, yeah.